Well, good morning, Pathway. How you doing today? Would you look at the person next to you and say, you're the best thing I've seen all day? Now look here, if you lied, God forgives you for lying. This is Father's Day. Can I get an amen? Man, oh man, it's a blessing to be here. How many of y'all know you live in God's country? Man, I've got to meet some of y'all. I go all over America, and can I tell you, our God has blessed our ministry. We've been a full-time pastor, evangelist now for seven years. Last weekend, I got to preach the gospel in another country. We were in Arkansas. We had an amazing time down there. Uh, they even let me wear my shoes. We had an awesome time. Uh, I want to tell you, I'm so blessed to be here, and I love your pastor. Pastor Scott and I go so far back, we both had mullets together. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Business up front, party in the back. Can I get a yes, 80s people? And so it's like this man's beard. His beard has his own zip code. I love that. I love great hair. And so can I tell you, I feel like a hot dog in a steakhouse next to your pastor. How many of you know, I want you all to get this, your pastor's yes almost 20 years ago is why we're here today. Amen by myself. 20 years ago, this was a field except for faith. And God spoke to Pastor Scott and Pastor Megan, and I just want to make sure you know how blessed you are. I just want to say thank God for Pastor Josh and this pastoral team. How many of y'all know you got an all-star team as pastors? Man, oh man. I'm telling you that right now. You guys are very, very blessed. Let me tell you a little bit about me, and then I'm going to preach the word. How many of y'all are excited that I have a word from God? How many of you are excited that's a quick word? Can I get an Amen. How many of y'all know the mind can receive only what the seat can endure? Can I get a yes? Let me tell you a little bit about me, and then I'm going to preach. If you're as excited to hear me preach as I am to preach, something good is going to happen today. This is one thing that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. The world is full of bad news, but you and I are full of good news. I guess the microphone's not working over here. Let me try over here. I said the world is full of bad news, but we're full of good news. I'll give the altar call over here. So let me tell you a little bit about my ministry, and then we're going to get rolling here. So there's three ways that we can bless y'all here today. First way we can bless y'all. Uh, Jeremiah is going to be at my table out there after service, and, and I, I was a youth pastor for many years. Can I tell you my motto? If it's free, it's for me. Can I get an amen? <laughs> now, the older I get, I've modified that to now, if it's free, I'll take three. Can I get a yes? <laughs> and so let me tell you what we have in the back for what? Okay, so we have a daily devotional that goes out, a weekly devotional, I mean. You can sign up, and that's free. How many of y'all know the hope for this nation is not the Republican Party? The hope for this nation is not the Democrat Party. The hope for this nation is Jesus and his church. Jesus and his church. Do you know Jesus did not come to start a country. He came to start a kingdom. And so, and so it's the word. Also, uh, I partner with North Point Bible College. God has a plan for your life. And if you feel like God might be calling you in the ministry, uh, would you fill out a North Point Bible College card? How many of y'all know that if you got somebody preaching the word, you want them to be trained? How many of you want a dentist that just feels led by the Lord but didn't get trained? Can I get a yes? And so uh, we partner with North Point Bible College. I'm from the great state of Missouri, and the leader of the largest women's ministry in the world is from Missouri, Joyce Meyer. She felt called to preach at 43. She felt called to preach at 43. 
So if you feel like God may be speaking to you about some type of ministry, would you fill out a North Point card? Second way we can bless you. Y'all, we got some books in the back. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I wrote all four of these books, and these books will put some juice in your caboose. So let me do the first one here. Um, can I just say a big thank you? If you've ever served in law enforcement, military, fire, or EMS, could you stand up real quick? Can we thank the heroes in the house? Law enforcement, military, fire, EMS, would you just stand up? Amen. So, we have a book called The 30-Second Devotional for First Responders. Do you know the greatest killer of our law enforcement, military, fire, EMS is suicide? And so, uh, we sell this for $10. We take cash, check, or charge. Sir, thank you for giving me freedom. I love you and appreciate you. That's for you right there. And so, all of our books are 10. The second book we have called The 30-Second Devotional. How many of y'all know 30 seconds with the Holy Ghost can change your whole world? If God gets a hold of something, it can change. I said it can change. And so, and so this is just a daily devotional. It's daily. And so, sir, I want to say thank you for being here. Love you, brother. Appreciate you being here. And then the last two books, oh, my goodness, they get, just get me excited talking about it. This first one's called How to Have Victory in Life. Can I tell you why I wrote it? You can be a victim or you can be a victor, but you can't be both. Amen. And so if you want some power right here, some pocket power, Sir, happy Father's Day. I love you, brother. And then the last book I wrote is How to Live a Life of Blessing. How many of you know somebody that's annoying, not anointed? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Is it Joel? Man, anybody that can rock a man bun like you deserves a free book. That's How to Live a Life of Blessing. Can I show y'all where I preached last? Can I show you where I preached last? Let, 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 oh, oh, one last thing, one last thing, one last thing. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, we go all over America for free. We never talk money, and if you'd like to partner with us, we ask people to pray about partnering with us at $10 a month or more. We want to give you all of our books, but everybody that partners with us, we just believe the hope of the world is only Jesus Christ. And so there'll be a partnership form. If you want to partner with us, we want to give you all the books. Let me tell you a little bit about ministry. I'm going to preach. Let's look here up this next, this first picture here. So my wife and I, how many of y'all know love, know love is blind? Can I get a Yes. So on the weekends, I preach the gospel. It's called Serving Pastors, and I preach all of America. And through the week, I'm a missionary to our first responders. That's our book. Somebody bought 2,000 devotionals, and I gave one to every police officer in the city of Kansas City. Can we go to that next picture? This is not a police officer. This is the chief of police in Jacksonville, Arkansas. He heard what I'm doing. He said, I want you to come preach the gospel and give one to every one of my police officers. Let's show the next picture. Here we are. We go to firefighters. We'll go to the next picture. We go all over America. Here we are doing, a, and this is just giving the gospel away to our heroes. Let's look at this next one. I love, this is where I'm going to go next week. How many are thankful for the beach? Can I get a yes? This is the chief of police at Spring, Texas, right outside of Galveston, Texas, on the, on the beach. He brings me in twice a year. His name is Chief Culpreth, and there I am at the police department. Let's do this last picture. There we are, just sharing the gospel. How many know God is good? Can I get an amen? In these last days, God's doing some good stuff. So let me show you where I preached last, and then I'm going to get into the word. This is Fernandina Beach, Florida. How many of you guys know people in paradise need Jesus? Can I get an amen? Now, now I would never usurp your authority, Pastor Josh, but let's say God spoke to Pastor Josh or Pastor Scott, and they wanted a pathway church in Fernandina Beach. How many of you would go with me for a couple weeks? Brother, the Lord could be in this. Can I get an amen? 
Okay, so here I was. In fact, I was there last week, and I'm going back in August. The name is the, the pastor's name's Pastor Arley. Anytime Pastor Arley calls, I am available. Hey, can I get an amen? Okay, so 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 what happened is I got done preaching in Fernandina Beach, and this is going to lead us right into the message. I go to the airport. Let's show this next picture. How many of you know when you're flying 40,000 feet above the ground at 500 miles an hour, this is not what you want to see? Can I get a yes? And so I looked on my phone, and here's what my phone said. My phone said thunderstorms, high winds, rain, and lightning. How many know when you're about to get on a plane and you read that on that phone, that will kick your prayer life in? Do you know the lady on the flight before me was so scared before we took off? She stopped, she flagged the flight attendant and said, I got to get off, I got to get off, I got to get off, and she got off. And so I got on the plane, and I just spoke Psalm 9111, and I was scared, I was nervous, but I wanted to get home to my wife. Can I get an amen, fathers? Happy wife, happy life. If you're young and don't know what I'm talking about, you will know. Can I get a yes, older man? So I get on the plane, and I want you to see what happened in four or five minutes. Let's show that last picture. Here we go. See, here's the message I want to share with you today. There was a storm, and the storm never left. There was flooding. There was lightning. There was thunder. There was high winds. Families and homes were damaged. But here's what I want you to get. I rose above it. And the title that the Holy Spirit of this message has given me is you can rise above it. Well, you guys are quiet on this slide. Let's go back to my side. I said you can rise above it. I'm going to give the altar call over here. I want you here today that all of us have an it. Maybe it's bankruptcy or divorce or cancer or anxiety or depression or a financial issue or back pain. I want you to hear the good news from God's word is that you can rise above it. Is anybody ready to hear the word of God today? If you have your Bibles, look at me at Colossians chapter 3. And what I want to do, Colossians chapter 3, I want you to hear what God's word says. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. And I want you to hear God's message from God's word, wherever you're at here today, that you can rise above it. You know what Henry Ford said? Henry Ford said, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right. If you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Listen to how God is trying to get you and me to rise above it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, here's what it says. Since then, you have been raised. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Already off the top, God's trying to do what? He's trying to get us above it. How many know we're in the world, not of the world? So Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since then, you have been you're slow, but you're worth waiting on. You've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things. Up. Oh, whoa, whoa. Look what God's trying to do. He said you're raised. Now he's trying to get you what? Trying to get you above. Verse 1. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things what? It may get a message from the Holy Ghost here today. Here, God, you just keeps hitting it over and over. One more time. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds 
on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ. If you'll give me a few moments this morning, y'all, I want you to hear me today that God has given me a message. You can rise above it. Well, 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 Barry, you don't know what I've gone through. You can rise above it. You don't understand the pain. You don't understand the cost. If God says you can rise above it, you can rise above it. And I want to give you today three principles from God's word. Would you pray with me today? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for Pathway. God, I thank you that the very best for this church and for every person in the sound of my voice, it is here today. Lord, I come against anxiety, fear, depression, family issues, marriage issues. I come against anxiety. I come against insecurity. Father, I pray John 10.10 over this church and every person in it that you came to give them life. That you came to give them life. That you came to give them life and give it more abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said. Now, y'all, listen to me, y'all. Where I'm from, here's how I work. The more amens I get, the quicker I preach. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Let me give you three principles. Everybody say one. Okay, look what the Bible says in verse number one. It says, set your... Look at verse number two, set your, let me give you the first principle here today. You have to commit to partnering with God. Y'all got any Planet Fitnesses around here? Okay, now y'all, I want you to hear this today. My wife, I wish she could be here. If you looked at me and you looked at my wife, the first thing you would think is, that boy must know how to pray. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> I walked up to her 21 years ago and I said, you have won the lottery of love and I'm the grand prize and you can collect me this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Do I look that crazy to you? I begged her to be with me, and we've been together 20 years. Here's what I want you to get. She works out every day at Planet Fitness, and that hasn't helped my waistline one minute. Here's what I want you to get. you got to partner with God. Look at verse 1. It says, set your. It doesn't say God's going to do something. It says to you what? You set your. Look at verse number 2. It says, set your. God, I want you to get this. you got to partner with God. Luke 137, nothing's impossible with God. But could I drop this word on you here today? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Amen by myself. Let me say that one more time. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Could I talk to the men that are, I'm 48. Could I talk to the people from the 80s? Anybody ever seen Back to the Future? Hello, McFly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nothing changes if nothing changes. I want to ask you guys here today, are you committed to victory? Can I quote Joyce Meyer? You can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you can't be both. See, God wants you and me to rise above it. You know, there are some Christians, they're only saved for eternal life. And thank God for that. That's the most important thing. But I want you to hear this. Jesus died to give us eternal life in heaven and abundant life on earth. Jesus Christ died to give us eternal life in heaven and abundant life on earth. But we've got to partner with God. How many know God wants to partner with you today? Oh, man. Uh, let me ask you a question here. How many of y'all got faith clothes? Oh, Pastor Josh, these folks don't know what faith clothes are. Here's what faith clothes are. Faith clothes are clothes you can't fit into right now, and you got them at the back of your closet, and if a miracle from God happens and you lose weight, you got the clothes. How many of y'all got faith clothes? 
If you didn't raise your hand, God forgives you for lying. That's okay, that's okay. Here's what I want you to get. Faith without works is what? Faith without works is dead. We are saved, I want you to get this, we're not saved by our good works, but we're saved to do good works. Let me say that one more time. We're not saved by our good works, but we're saved to do good works. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, now thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know how we get God's victory? Here, I want you to get this. We don't get God's victory by trying. We get God's victory by trusting. Can I give you Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. We don't get God's victory by trying. It's by trusting. Zechariah 4, 6. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Friend, today I want you to know something. If heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. Ooh. Ooh. Good preaching, Pastor Barry. I said I know it is. I said if heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. I said if heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. Well, hold on, Brother Barry. I don't like this jumping around and shouting. Doesn't bother anybody at the football game. Oh, I don't like this jumping around in church and yelling and screaming. Doesn't bother anybody at the rock concert. And Jesus has done a whole lot more for you than any sports team, including the Kansas City of Chiefs. Here's what I want you to get. If heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. And Romans 8.31 says, that God's for you, but can I get into your seat? I know God is for you, but are you for you? Amen by myself. See, I want you to see this thing. You can rise above it, but you've got to set your heart. You've got to set your mind. You've got to partner with God. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to partner with God. Let me give you the second one. Everybody say two. Okay, so you can rise above it. Look at verse number one. So let, let's get into the meat here. Verse number one says, Set your heart. Number two, you have to commit your heart to faith, not to the frenzy. <laughs> How many of y'all know this, this world's got a little cray-cray in the last couple years? We have some Christians that are more committed to the frenzy than they are to their faith. See, you can rise above it, but you've got to make a decision. Can I tell you there's an old hymn, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. All other ground is sinking stand. Friends, today, let me give you number two. You can rise above it, but you've got to commit your heart to faith, not the frenzy. And one thing the Holy Spirit has spoken to me is a part-time Christian will never defeat a full-time devil. I can't get this side to come with me. Let me try over here. I said a part-time Christian can't defeat a full-time devil. I'm we're going to get you guys saved over here before this. I'm here, here's what I want you to get. The devil's working full-time. How many of y'all know the devil's working full-time on our kids at public school? How many of the devil's working full-time on our minds when we turn on the TV? The devil's working full-time on our spirits when we get on the internet. A part-time Christian is not going to defeat a full-time devil. Look at verse 1. It says, set your heart on things above. Now, y'all, this is Father's Day. I want to say thank you to every man that's here. Thank you. I want to say thank you for being here today. And I can't preach this morning, Pastor Josh. My dad is with the Lord as well. Can I tell you about my dad real quick? 
How many of you grew up in a home where your dad, where you were more scared of your dad than the police? Oh, I wish the police would have saved me from my dad. No, I'm not putting millennials down. I preach to a whole bunch of millennials, but a lot of millennials discipline their kids with a time called time. Oh, you guys are familiar with it up here. So a lot of millennials, they discipline their kids with a, a technique called time. Now, my dad was a World War II Korean War veteran. He did not discipline me with timeout. He had a little different technique. It was called knockout. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> now, here's what I want you to get. Your dad disciplined you. Here's what I want you to get. Because your parents discipline you, kids. Because if they don't discipline you, the teachers will discipline you. And if that doesn't work, the principals discipline you. And if that doesn't work, it's the police officers that discipline you. And if that doesn't work, it's the jailers. And here's what I want you to get. There's a big difference between discipline and punishment. God loves you, and he disciplines those he loves. Can I drop a word on you? Punishment is what you do to somebody. Discipline is what you do for somebody. Let me say that one more time. Punishment is what you do to somebody. Discipline is what you do for somebody. And some of you are saying, well, Barry, you're saying I can rise above it, but I've been praying to God, and it hasn't happened yet. Can I tell you today that God's de delay does not mean it's God's denial? God's delay does not mean it's God's denial. God is seldom early, but he's never late. And can I add one more thing? Don't put a period where God just has a comma. Can I tell you what that means? My sister from another mister, wherever you're at, thank you right there. Here's what I want you to get. See, a period means the thought is over. A comma means there's just a pause. Don't put a period where God has a comma. I want to tell you one thing I've learned. You don't get a blessed life by chance. You get a blessed life by choice. You don't get a blessed life by chance. You get a blessed life by choice. And friends, today you got to choose to be blessed. You have to choose. If you want to rise above it, you got to choose to be blessed. And I want to give you this one thought. Opposition is confirmation. You're doing the right thing. In fact, if you're not getting opposition, it could be a sign you're out of God's will. When I was not saved in the 80s, can I get a yes, 80s hairband, folks? Just a little quiz here. Anybody know what 80s hairband had a one-armed drummer? Just yell it out. Def Leppard, my brother, my sister. Okay. okay, that has nothing to do with the message, but I just want to see who was in the house. Okay, when I wasn't saved, the devil does not attack what he already owns. The devil does not attack what he already controls and owns. And if you're getting opposition today, it could very well be a confirmation from God that you're right in his will. You can rise above it. Now, can, how many of, I wish Pastor Scott was here for me to confess this to him. Pastor Josh, I'm going to confess it to you. How many of y'all know confession is good for the soul? How many know confession good? Can I confess a struggle or a sin I have? Okay, Pastor Josh, I have a struggle. How many know everybody in this room has got struggles? I have a struggle. Can I keep it real, Pastor Josh? I have a struggle. I struggle with skinny people. You know who I really struggle with? Skinny people that eat whatever they want, stay skinny. Those people need to get saved. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good is what we'd say in the South. Okay, here's what I want you to get. I want you to get this. You can rise above it. Here's the first step. You got to partner with God. Here's the second step. You have to put your trust in your faith, not in the frenzy. Let me give you number three. We're almost done. I told you I, quick, I preach quick. Look at verse 2. 
Look at verse two, here's what it says. Now set your mind. So first, we gotta partner with God. Second, we gotta put our faith in our faith, not the frenzy. And let me give you number three, you gotta commit your mind to victory, not to victimization. You gotta commit your mind to victory, not to victimization. Can I tell you, some people say, well how do you control your mind? By controlling your mouth. Let me say it one more time. Barry, how do I control my mind? By controlling your mouth. You can't have a positive life in a negative mouth. Amen by myself. You can't have a positive life in a negative mouth. If you have a negative mouth, you'll have a negative home. If you have a negative mouth, you'll have a negative marriage. If you have a negative mouth, you'll have a negative mindset. The abundance, I want you to get this. What's on the inside always comes on the outside. And, and, and hear me today, friends. You don't get a blessed life by chance, you get a blessed life by choice. The battlefield is in the mind. Let, let me kind of break this down here today. Luke 137 says that nothing is impossible with God. If you want to have victory in your life, you got to have victory in your mind. If you want to have victory in your life, you got to have victory in your mind. You can rise above it. Now, here's, here, can I tell you a problem that I face, and, and maybe you face this? How many of you know we want God to answer us now? God, I've already prayed it once. Don't you remember what I prayed 30 seconds ago? Do it. Can I give you this thought here today? God may not deliver you from it, but he'll, he'll strengthen you through it. God may not deliver you from it, but he's going to strengthen you through it. You know, oftentimes when we look at the Bible, rarely does God just remove somebody from the problem. What did David have to do? He had to go through Goliath. What did Daniel have to go through? He had to go through the lion's den. What Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to go through the fiery furnace. What did Jesus have to go through? the crucifixion. Please hear me today. God may not deliver you from it, but he will strengthen you through it. Joshua 1, 9 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, declares the Lord. Friends, I want to give you some good news today. You can rise above it. You can rise above it in Jesus' name. But I want you to hear this today. You got to make that choice. And I thank God for a church that believes in the power of the Spirit of God moving. I want to encourage you, don't stop. You're not a failure unless you quit. Don't stop. You can rise above it. God has a supernatural plan and purpose for your life. And I just want to tell you today, because if you're here today, God has given me this word, and there's always friction when you hear the word of God. Can I tell you why? Because God's trying to get us further. Let me say this to you. If you don't let God heal what hurts you, you're going to bleed on people that didn't cut you. If you don't let God heal what hurts you, you're going to bleed on people that didn't cut you. You can, you can rise above it. And one of the things the devil does to try to hold us down is unforgiveness or bitterness. I, I just want to say this. Don't become what hurts you. How many of you all have seen this? Somebody's raised in a bitter home, and when they become old, they become what? They're raised in a sexually abusive home, and when they get older, they become what? The first step to healing is always forgiveness. Look at what verse 2 says. It says, you have got to set your mind on things that are above. God loves you so much, he would send a crazy, bald evangelist from Kansas City, Missouri to be here. Can I tell you, I get the opportunity to preach in a lot of crazy places. 
I preach uh, one-day services. I preach men's retreats. I even preach women's retreats. Can I get an amen, ladies? I preach the 400-lady uh, women's freedom conference. Um, I preach for teenagers. I preach at youth camps and conventions. Can I show you a group of teenagers? This next picture with just me and two girls. So these are two girls. I had the opportunity to preach at a large church, and the power of God hit that service. And God got a hold of those girls. And can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? A private faith is a powerless faith. And a public faith is a powerful faith. These girls were saved before they came to that service. The one on the left is Chase Snicker. The one on the right is Sophia Bolin. And, and I want to say it one more time. A private faith is a powerless faith. What's Romans 1.16 say? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. Guys, I want to tell you something. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It's the only hope for this world has. And so what happened is these girls came to this youth service, and they were touched by God. How many know that I am not your typical model teenage camp speaker? <laughs> I'm, I'm a former youth pastor, but that was many decades ago. But I want you to hear something. Can I tell you what the Lord spoke to me? It's not about the container. It's about the contents. You are not too old to be used by God. Somebody needs to hear that today. The word retire is not in the Bible. And my ability to preach to teenagers is not based on the container, it's based on the contents. <laughs> I said it's based on the contents. I tell you, if the power of God is in you, hell will never be able to stop you. And God got a hold of these girls' lives, and they left that service fired up for God. Well, if you don't know this or not, 2020, the summer of 2020 was a horrible summer for kids. COVID was in full blown. Are you guys ready for this? For teenagers, there was no vacation, no youth services, no church services, no youth camps. So I was scheduled to speak their youth camp. Two weeks of Assembly of God youth camp they were going to go to, canceled. Now, how many of y'all know if you want to stay young, run with the young people? How many know if you want to die young, try to keep up with them? <laughs> and so what happened is, the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, made a big mistake. All the churches were shut down. The youth camps were shut down. The youth services were shut down. He made a big mistake. How many of you teenagers know if you give a, a teenager, a, a, parents of teenagers, how many of you know if you give a teenager an inch, they'll find that inch? He gave the teenagers an inch. Here's what the mayor of Kansas City said. No church services, no camps, but you can have an outdoor gathering at your home. So Chase Snicker and Sophia Bowen, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Whew. And they contacted me, and they said, Pastor Barry, would you come and preach? I said, where am I going to preach? Everything's closed. We're going to have a night of worship in our backyard. And I said, well, who's, what church pastors are going to be there? Nobody but you. What adult chaperones are going to be there? Nobody but you. Are we giving away any food? No. Prizes? No. We're just going to worship God and we're going to invite some friends. See, a, a private faith is a powerless faith. But a public faith is a powerful faith. Don't show the picture yet. So I show up to that backyard in Kansas City with no food, no giveaways, no pastoral leadership, 
and there's a hundred teenagers in this backyard. And it was all rickety. They had this, this back porch, and they had more instruments on the back porch than y'all got here. And they began to worship God. A hundred teenagers. And they weren't saying Trump, and they weren't saying Biden. They were just saying Jesus! There was African-American kids, Asian kids. Hispanic kids, Caucasian kids. And I don't know about Middlebury, but we had massive riots in Kansas City. And there was 100 teenagers in this backyard. True story, Pastor. Parents were literally running to the backyard thinking that their homes and property was in danger. And as these parents run to the backyard, it's one of the most affluent areas in Kansas City. As they began to run to the backyard, these parents, some are saved, many are not saved. They get into the backyard. There's 100. Tears are rolling down their cheeks. And these parents that are saved and unsaved, their jaws just hit the ground. And right in the middle of the worship, Sophia Boland said, Pastor Barry is going to come and preach. And I preached as hard as I could preach with as much love as I could preach. And in the middle of that backyard in Kansas City during COVID, 14 teenagers and parents got born again in Jesus' name. Praise God. Would you like to see a picture? Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not about the container. It's about the contents. Let's show that picture. So this is the power of God that hit a backyard with 100 teenagers in it. And I want to tell you, the same power of God that hit that backyard wants to hit your life. It wants to hit your home. It wants to hit your family. In Jesus' name, you can rise above it. In Jesus' name. If heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. See, friends, today, only the power of God. You know, I, I preach for teenagers all over America, and, and, and I hear some people say, well, we got to entertain the kids. Entertainment doesn't set people free from drug addiction. Well, Barry, we got to entertain the teenagers. Uh, entertainment doesn't keep them from committing suicide. The second leading cause of death among teenagers is suicide. It's the power of God. God wants you to have his power. Wherever you're at today, if we could have somebody come and play real softly, you can rise above it. I want you to hear me today, friend. You can rise above it. Let me close with this story. Uh, can you listen to Colossians 3, 1 and 3 one more time? Here's what God's word says. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind on things, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden in God. Let me close with this story. So, um, I've been very blessed to be able to minister God's word in many different places. 
And I came across this story. Have you ever just came across something that just gripped your heart? So I'm a walker. Uh, somebody, guys, can, can we pray? Um, it is so hard for me to say no to uh, Amish crack. Can I get an amen? Y'all might not know how good that is, but that's good stuff. And Essen House. It's hard to say no to Essen House Donuts. So I'm a walker. I walk all over the place. People in my neighborhood think I'm crazy. I walk in the neighborhood just declaring God's praise and promise all over all my neighbors. So what happened is there's a story of this teenager. And this teenager is like me, walker. And this teenager, they're going to this hill. They're, they're walking up this hill. And as this teenager is all alone, this teenager goes around this turn and sees a rattlesnake. The teenager grabs the cell phone to call for help, out of service. The teenager starts to say, help, help, help. And nobody's around, true story. So here's this teenager walking in the middle of nowhere, and as this teenager goes around the turn on this hill, there's a rattlesnake. The teenager can't call on the phone, is called out for help, nobody's there. Have you ever felt like nobody's out there? And so what happens is, this teenager doesn't know what to do, but all this teenager knows is if this rattlesnake bites me, I'm dead. If this rattlesnake bites me, nobody's gonna know I'm here, I'm gonna die of poisoning. And this teenager sees a rock. Can I tell you the teenager's idea? The teenager's idea is they're gonna pick the rock up and strike the snake. How many of y'all know teenagers don't always have the best ideas? But that's all he had to work with. So he sees this rattlesnake, and he sees the rock, and his plan is he's gonna grab the, the, the rock and strike the snake. The teenager prays a short prayer, God, strengthen me, help me, quicken my hand. He grabs the rock, and he's about to strike the snake. And he notices that the snake is dead. Now, can I tell you what happened? A hiker came before him and killed the snake. And you might be saying, well, Barry, why are you telling me that story? Because Jesus came before you and me, and he killed the snake. The snake is dead. The snake is dead. The snake is dead in Jesus' name. He's dead. He's dead. Father's Day is tough for me. My dad's gone. When I saw tears roll down Pastor Josh's eyes, it's his first Father's Day without his dad. And maybe your dad is gone. Can I give you some good news today? If you know Jesus, death is not the end. Death is the beginning. I love you. And I want you to hear this one thought today. I pray the very next time the devil comes against you, you hear this thought. You you can rise above it. I don't care what it is. If heaven is for it, hell can't stop it. I love you. You can rise above it.